Good morning, everybody. Oh, I love that response. That was a really energetic, faith-filled response, which I just love. I lo- if you don't know it's by now, I've, for the first 10 seconds I've been speaking, I am a noisy person. I've got a big mouth. And I think, <laughs> I think I've got something to say this morning, but it is great to be with you. Um, can I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm Phil from Warrington, just down the road, so not too far away. I last came to you, oh gosh, in the winter before the first lockdown. That was the last time I was with you. And this morning, I want to come and encourage you about the difference that you're making to 20 children um, in Ethiopia. But I've also got some other information to share with you around that this morning. And I've come this morning to encourage you with a word as well. Um, And and I believe God always is seeking to encourage us as people and to look beyond the normal circumstances and to look to his supernatural circumstances, to see what he has for us. And do you know, as I'm in worship and I'm I'm, I'm praising and I'm listening to the voices worship, I'm looking at words like, come expecting. And that's normal to you to see in church. But I'm coming in this building again today for the first time having my eyes open to come expectant. Who this morning is expecting God to move in their world? This is not just an everyday, this is not just a normal Sunday. God wants to move in your world today, right now. And some of you, I think, some of you, I feel this morning, are in a routine. Some of you may be in a routine where you feel this is just what I do. I turn up to church on a Sunday, I come, I praise, I worship, I listen to the word, I go home and nothing else ever changed. I believe there's somebody, at least somebody in this room today, God wants to move in your world. And he's looking for you to rise up and expect him to move in your heart today. Come on, who's expecting? And I love this, this our vision, what do you see? What do you see as people as a church to work together to make Jesus known in all nations. Right now, today, you are making Jesus known to at least 20 children in Ethiopia. And you are making Jesus known to the people in your workplace and the spheres of your influence. I love this. You're on mission, church. You're on a mission every day of your lives, in everything that you do, in everywhere you go. And God is just looking. He's searching the world, the Bible tells us. For those who will worship him in spirit and truth, he's calling out to his people to rise up and come expectant. So, to, to give the expectancy to somebody else. We love this, don't we? That we provide a place of refuge and restoration. Do you know, restoration costs. Restora- restoring somebody else costs us, costs you, it costs me. And, and, and we have to stop and take our time to do that. But I love this. This is, we are going to inspire, connect and grow to use God. Their God-given potential. Your God-given potential. Do you even really know what that is this morning? Like seriously, like so. If you if if you if you if you're very British like me, then we kind of go, oh, little old me. What difference or what what could I do in the world to be a difference for God? But I believe this morning God is asking us to come expectant. Come on. Let me start with this video. It's called "Be Brave." It looks scary, but Mama says it helps to protect us from the virus. That's why you can go to school or the Compassion Project either, to keep us safe. I know you are afraid of getting sick, of dying, but I'll keep us safe. 
pastor taught me all the tricks. We'll wash our hands and wear our masks. And we'll wave at people instead of shaking their hands. Until mama says it's okay. Mama says we can't get too close to people. But it's really hard here. Sometimes I just hold my breath. I know you love breakfast, but mama says dinner is more important now. I love breakfast too. But it will just be for a little while, mama says. I pretend the growling in my tummy is hungry lion. And we've done it before, so we'll be okay. I do hope this ends soon. I miss how things used to be. I can tell mama is worried, but I'm not scared. We'll be brave. For her. I watch that video, it reminds me and, and fills me up with the difficulty of what other people in the world are going through. That, as I experienced lockdown, and that was probably a strange video for you to watch. And if you're watching this at home um, and, and, and you're still looking to isolate and all that sort of stuff, that video to us it, is, is like that's the past. We're, we're, we're in a new season, but actually all across the world, in nations where the vaccine hasn't been rolled out, in where um, the, the, the situation has struck them the hardest, they are still moving and walking and working their lives through this pandemic in a way that is unprecedented and unimaginable. And, you know, for children, the children that you're supporting in Ethiopia today, I want to tell you, uh, I want to tell you the incredible difference that you're making. But I want, to get, I, want, I want to bring some perspective as well. And church today, if you sponsor a child, um, we need to pray for them. We need to rise up and pray and stand with them in faith for their lives, for the family's lives and their future. That God would want us to stand in the gap of a place where f- there might be fear and we need to fill it with faith. Are you with me with that this morning? Just give me a show of your hands if you're somebody that sponsors a child here this morning. Thank you so much. Amazing. Let me tell you, um, the 20 children that you sponsor, uh, you probably know well, are in Ethiopia. Uh, But they're in a region called Tigray. And Tigray right now is under um, the most immense pressure. The lady shared before about Remembrance Sunday and and, and, and the battle that ensued and, 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 and being thankful for those people. Well, right now in Ethiopia, right now in Ethiopia, there are insurgents and rebels rising um, who, are, who are taking over the region of, of Tigray and actually are advancing to Addis Ababa as I speak right now. It's, it's a real serious situation. But let me tell you, before I get into that, what the provision of what you've done over the last 12 months has done. Because those compassion kids that you sponsor are still loved, known, and protected. 
that are still loved, known and protected by you, but not just by you, but by our God as well. And because of your generosity, because of your generosity, um, over 6,720 hours were spent by Compassion Project staff members, by the local church, loving those children, providing for them, giving them an education, a hope, a future, um, and standing with them for their future. You know, you as a church chose last year to continue to write letters to the children to encourage them. Let me tell you about the power of letters, the power of words. You know, I remember when I was last in Ethiopia, and uh, I was visiting all the children for this particular church who sponsored these children. And this little boy ran into his tin hut. I call it a tin hut because that's all it was. And he brought out this big polythene bag of letters that he kept from his sponsor. Because that's how important it was. That a stranger somewhere else in the world had said to him, I love you. I believe you. I, I, I'm, I'm praying for you. And, and that exchange, those words of affirmation, sunk deep into places of probably no hope and rose his heart to hope for a future in Jesus. You know, last year, because of your generosity, and even though the pandemic was happening, the local church didn't just say, oh, well, we can't do anything. We're locked down. We, 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 we can't move. We can't do what we used to do. No, 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 no. The local church in, in, in Ethiopia and all across the world decided to rise up step out and they delivered the education they delivered the food they 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 did medical checks on the doorsteps of each child that you sponsor isn't that amazing that the, that they didn't say oh we can't come to us we're going to go to them and actually isn't that church isn't that church what we're supposed to do that we're supposed to go. The, the, the Bible tells us, go, make disciples of all, nation, of, of, of all nations in Jesus' name. We're supposed to go. Medical checks were carried out and, and Bibles were given to the children that you sponsor. So I want to thank you so much if you're sponsoring a child this morning. You are making an incredible difference. But this morning, church, I'm not going to be asking. The, the um, video said, um, sponsor a child in, in, today. But I'm not going to be asking that of you. Um, because... Our focus this morning, I've got a word for you, but I also want our focus to be to pray for the 20 children and the families and the compassion staff in Tigray in Ethiopia this morning. We need to stand in the gap and be full of faith that God is going to win through in this situation. Amen? Amen. Okay, thank you so much. Okay, um, I want to say two things to you this morning. I'm just going to move us into the next section of this message. Did you know that you're significant? Some people are a bit worried now. Raz, I love Raz. Raz, my man, I'm significant. I, if, if, you, like, if you do personality tests, I'm an Enneagram 7. I, I believe I'm significant. You are significant. God made you and created you for significance. You know, significance isn't a small thing to kind of go, oh, well, little old me again. I don't, I don't believe that could be me. They're not talking about me. Little old me, what can I do? I've got no ability, gift or talent or otherwise. And we do that, don't we? You know, significance means the quality of being worthy of attention. And I don't mean attention in, in, in the attention-seeking sense. I mean attention in that you are Christ-filled. And that Jesus lives in you. You are a light of a world, a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. You are worthy of attention. You are significant. I don't care how young you are, how old you are, 
how unable you feel or how uh, in despair you feel right now. I, I tell you, there's been some times in my life when I felt despairing. God, have you seen the state of me? You'd use me. But God wants to know you to know today that you are significant. You have been made for purpose and one beyond what you can see. Some of you don't believe me. I'm going to stare you in the eyes this morning. You're significant. No, 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 no. You're significant. Yeah. I could go around the room and embarrass people and do that, but I want you to know you're significant this morning. It's, it means to be found. It means to be in the middle of the action. It means to be clear. You are significant. Now, if you're struggling with that, I want you to know one other thing this morning. So that's the first one, you're significant. Number two, where there's a will, there's a way. Where there is a will that you will do, there is a way. And I tell you what, when it's God's will, he makes the way. He makes the way. So when we partner, when our will aligns with God's will, the way is made clear. The, 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 the sea parts. You walk through it. But I want to talk some truth to you this morning. Sometimes that's the season before that happens is hard. And I, I think we're in a hard season, church. I think we're, we're, we're still a bit unsure. We're, 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 some of us might be just going through the motions wondering what to do. Is that you? No? It's okay because I've been like that sometimes. I'm not sure, God, I'm, I, but I'm, I'm, I'm having to trust that you are a lamp unto my feet, that you're going to illuminate the path each step that I take. Sometimes we have to do that. I want to play you a video of the last time I was physically out in Africa. Um, <laughs> I'm going to play this and I'm going to explain why I'm playing it in a minute. It's, for the tech team, it's called Wardrobe. What a weird name for a video, hey. Okay, um, do you want to play that video? Just keep your eyes to the right-hand side of the screen. Can you see? Okay, keep looking. And I'm going to ask you to pause it in a minute. Pause. What on God's green earth is that? Now, I'm not, I, I, I'm still flabbergasted, amazed, in disbelief at how this cyclist actually has a wardrobe on the back of their bike. <laughs> and anybody ever done that in this room? Just in case this isn't an unusual thing to me, has anybody ever carried a wardrobe on the back of a bike? No. Okay, maybe I better, I better start with this. Who can actually ride a bike? Yeah, yeah, some of us can ride a bike. Some of you can ride a bike. Who remembers the days of, of learning to ride the bike or teaching the kids to ride a bike? You've got the stabilizers on. Because they haven't quite got the balance and you get on that bike and sometimes it's a bit ropey and you're not sure um, whether it can carry your weight. Let me just tell you about this. Okay, I'm on a bus. I'm in Rwanda. They call it the land of a thousand hills. And it really is. The land of a thousand hills, it's up, it's down. There is nowhere flat that I have seen in Rwanda. And in the middle of nowhere, as we come around the bend, this bike, this man, this wardrobe. I'm thinking, that ain't the way I'd move house. <laughs> I mean, and, and you probably can't tell from the video, but this is uphill. This is going uphill in the middle of nowhere. And I'm left thinking, where's he going? How far has he got to go? 
How's his legs feeling? Yeah, who's ever been on a bike and they're pushing uphill and the blood's pumping and the lactic, lactic acid's building up and you're thinking, oh, just one more, just one more. It's just over the hill. Or maybe you're one of those crazy people who goes to the gym, you know, and does those spin classes. No, not a chance, mate. Me neither. When I go to the gym, I go, I, I, which is frequently, obviously, jokes, I carry my bottle, 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 bottle of water, you know, and I walk in and I think, I'm just going to go to that, the girly weight area over there. And I pass, I, pass the, um, I pass the cyclist by. I'm like, there is not a chance I am putting myself through that. Because you know why? <laughs> because my will isn't wanting to do that. That, that, that. I just said before, well, there's a will, there's a way, but my way is not going to want to do that. But the truth is, in our lives, sometimes, just like that video, we're, we're, we're in a place in our life where we, if we don't have the will, there won't be a way. And God will not do what we can do for ourselves. He's looking for you to step into that place of faith. Because I've learned this in my Christian journey. You go, I'll go. You do. I'll do. He goes before us, but he, he wants us to step out and partner with him to do what he's placed on our lives to do. You know that, that guy on the bike with the wardrobe? He really got me thinking about this thought that what you carry is significant. The, 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 the load, the weight, the things that are on your life are more significant than you know. What you carry has eternal importance. What you carry has everyday significance. In the small and the big, Raz said in the offering before that, uh, about being faithful with small things. You know, I love it when God does this because I'm going to talk to you from the parable of the, of, 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 of the, of the uh, talents this morning. Because I believe this, that we all carry something. You carry something. You carried it in with you to church this morning. In your spirit, in your soul, in your gifting, in your ability, in your talents, you carried something. And you know, I, this bag that I brought up on the platform with me this morning is my work bag. And I was reminded as in lockdown of, of, of all the times and the places that I carried stuff with me to places. And all of a sudden, I was locked away and not, not able to do it. And then I realized, had I actually used what I'd got in, in, in my bag, on my life, in, in, in everything that I do, had I used it proportionally and appropriately to what God wanted me to do? And I found myself in a place of repentance. I, 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 I can do more with what you've given me, God. I just didn't look because my will didn't want to make the way. But your will wants to go and make the way. And as I carry this, I, I carry around with me my own hopes. In this bag are the securities of me. There's the insecurities of me. There's my finance. There's my, there's my time. There's my talents. Um, and then there are the practical things every day, you know, like my laptop, my Bible. But this, this bag all of a sudden becomes quite weighty. There's, it's heavy. It's an effort to carry it around. Um, because it's full of, it might be full of things like disappointment. I don't know this morning if you're disappointed. I, I, I know when I've carried fear around in this bag with me. 
that it's weighed me down. My legs are tired. My will isn't wanting to make the way. What you carry affects your ability to walk. What you carry affects your ability to walk in faith. I wonder if God this morning is saying to us, if I can get it off my shoulder. Yeah. And that's an effort as well to take off fear. To take off the disappointment and to throw it down and get rid of that. You're not supposed to carry that. If you're carrying that, you need to to get your will sorted because God's will is for you to get rid of that. He wants you to realize that you carry significance. Does anybody believe in this room today that you're significant yet? Come on. Actually, what you carry is much bigger than you could even ever dream. What you carry into your today after you leave this building is more significant than you can imagine because I bet you, you for some of us, we'll go back into routine mode and we, we, we won't realize. We'll go with our eyes tunnel visioned and we'll go back to doing what we do. And actually, Jesus might be, or God might be just putting something in the line of your sight that's significant for somebody else because what you carry, you're also supposed to give away. Whatever you pack is supposed to benefit somebody else because resource, when you, when you restore others, It costs you. But I know this, that the world of the generous gets larger and larger. That that there isn't an ideal time to wait to do something. You've never got, you'll always feel like you haven't got it sorted, you haven't got enough or you can't do it. You'll always feel that. But God says, you have got everything that you need right now. In the palm of your hand, I have given you everything that you need to do what you need to do in the platform of your life to, to, to be the significant difference today, not tomorrow. Don't hold back what you have today because you feel you haven't got enough. Don't wait. Do it now. Okay. I'm going to read this parable. Again, it was... It will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. Let me say that again. It will be like a man going on a journey. Let's just remind ourselves of the man on that bike going up the hill in Rwanda. It was hard. It was difficult. The terrain wasn't ideal. His back, I wonder if his tires were deflating with the weight of that wardrobe on the back. It wasn't easy. It was exhausting. You you, you know you've got to go somewhere, but as soon as you say, right, I will go. I will do. I will put in the effort. Then you're going somewhere. And God will help you as you go. You go, I'll go. It was exhausting. Has anybody ever ever felt or even feel right now that this journey that I'm on right now, whatever that is in your life, it's it's tiring. Have you ever felt like that? I know I have. As I'm re- reimagining, redesigning, and redoing what I do in my job and my life and, and all of those things, and I'm hearing myself say, my, 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 because the thing is, it's not about me, it's about everyone else. What I do matters, and it's, it can be tiring. But I want to encourage you with this thought, because this man, it'll be like a man going on a journey. This is the thing about journeys. You're going, you're going uphill, it's, you're tired, but eventually... Eventually, church, you're going to reach the summit. You're going to reach the summit, and then it's all downhill from there. 
It's all downhill from there. As, you, as your will says, I'm going to make that way. I'm going to go that way. God will change the circumstances in your faith. Bang, like that. He says, well done, good and faithful servant. You put the effort in. I'm now going to propel the momentum of what you're doing to get you to where you want to go. Someone once said to me, faith plus action equals acceleration. And God is looking for faith-filled people to do that. You know, <laughs> this is the thing about that wardrobe. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me just deal with that again for a moment. It's massive. I, don't even, I can't even imagine how we even got it on the bike in the first place. Does, does anybody know how we actually got the balance the bike and put the wardrobe on it in the first instance? Some people, say again. Maybe you needed some help from a few other people. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But even so, even with the help from the people, I still think if me and my friends were left to put a wardrobe on a bike, it wouldn't be a successful scenario. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. As, as I saw that man on, with the wardrobe, I thought, that ain't the first time he's done this. This isn't his first time out on a bike up a mountain in the middle of nowhere riding with a big wardrobe and a weight like that. He's learnt. He's, he's, he's grown his capacity to carry that wardrobe. I'll, let you, I'll leave you with that thought for a moment. He's on a journey. He calls his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. Love what Raz said before, the, or the worship team, sorry. The cattle on a thousand hills are his. Everything I have is his anyway. So the master has given his wealth. Do you realize that, church, today, that whatever you have is because of the grace of God? Yeah. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one, each according to his ability. That man on the bike, he hadn't just done that like I said, from scratch. He hadn't just chucked a wardrobe on his bike and decided to go on a journey. He'd, he'd, he'd grown and enlarged his ability to carry that load. And this is the thing for us, guys. Me and you, this is real. This is, this is, this is about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven. That actually, God wants you to be open and available to enlarge your capacity. He believes that your ability to carry more is in your significance. It's whether we want to. Do we want to? Is there a will to go that way? That is the nuts and bolts of this parable. That I do believe that every single person in here, God has given you what you need right now with the ability to carry it but it's only when we step out in faith and we test, we test the, the wobbliness of the bike that we learn and grow. You know, faith without works is dead. We need to step out in faith and grow our capacity. What is it in your world right now? I wonder if you could just start thinking, what is God challenging you to step out and do to grow your capacity? Then he went on his journey. The man who received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work. He was starting to grow his capacity. 
And he gained five bags more because of what he did. So also, the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. Now, I don't, this guy that's gone away and hidden the one, if you're anything like me in your life, you, look, you could have done this sometimes. You could have gone, do you know what? I'm, I'm far too scared to even do that. This, what will people think if I start riding a bike with a big wardrobe on it? What if people see me doing this? Because people do. They go, who do you think you are doing that? Because people want to press you down and, 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 and they want you to fit into whatever it is they want you to do. We, as people of God, have got to rise up in faith and say, in Jesus' name, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a, a, light, a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. I'm going to carry this. I'm going to go forth. I want you to know, church, today that you are not only significant, but I do believe in absolute faith that this church is significant to this region. And you see, as you, your significance rises up and you help each other and go together, you lift the wardrobe onto the bike. This is the thing about going downhill. Once you've gone up the hill and you go down the hill, the more weight you carry, the more momentum that grows, the, the, the more speed that happens. That, that you, as you go downhill, that you won't be able to stop it. It's unstoppable. It's, you can't stop it. If someone was to get in the way, it'd smash it over. God's church is looking to reach the lost in this community. You're supposed to come together and do that. As you do that, you'll gather more people who come with you. Grab them. Pull them off the side of the road. Increase the momentum. Do it together. Do not be separate. Do it together. This sphere of influence is going to blow the world in this region. You are a significant church. I'm going to give me the eyes, Raz. Where am I at time? But it starts with the small. In this room, it's great to praise. It's great to worship. If I'm going to be daring, it's, when you're when you're an outside speaker, you can say things the pastor can't say. I think <laughs> you 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 do not you if you do not step into the presence of God, you're missing out. If you do not come expecting, you're missing out. If you come out of routine, you're missing out. You're just, you're, just, you're just riding, you're gliding. Don't miss out. Be expectant and come every week for God to move in your heart and to open the significance and the capacity of your life. In Jesus' name. Come expecting. I'm really stuck on this. I think there's some people that just need to dream and actually believe again that God is more significant and abundantly capable than you can even fathomably imagine. That God can do the most incredible things in your world. He is bigger than any situation. If you're tired and weary and you feel like you're going uphill right now, like that mountain bike was, I want to tell you Isaiah says this, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. If you're looking to renew your strength, increase your capacity of hope. Press in. Get in. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. But it starts with the small. Two stories for you before I finish. And then we're going to pray for the kids that we sponsor. I was in a taxi um, a few weeks ago. And I'm like, 
I don't know if you ever do this. I'm like, God, I've got five minutes from, in my journey from here to there um, to, to, to be, to be a, a, a light of the world, a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. How can I do that in the backseat of a taxi? I'm sharing personal stories because that's all I've got. And the taxi driver, I'm just feeling this spirit, this, this weight on his life. I'm like, God, I've still no idea what you want me to say. He's saying, open your eyes, son. Open your eyes. Look around. I'm looking around his taxi. God, what? 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 I saw in his, on his window, 24-hour um, security surveillance. I'm like, God, are you, like, are you watching me? What, what is it you're trying to tell me? And I, and I see in his, on, on his, on his, wing, on his uh, rear view mirror the, this, these traffic lights. And, uh, and as he's talking to me, I just, God just deposited on me. We got to the, the point and I just said, the, the, the man, if, you, if you get taxis regularly, they pour out the life to you. I'm listening and say, God, you, just let me listen. What is it you want me to say? And I said, look, look, mate. Try to keep it proper, Warrington. I said, look, mate. I said, um, I'm a Christian. I said, and some, I think God speaks to me sometimes. And I think God wants to say something to you. Are you open? And he went, go on. So I said, I said, you can do with this what you want. You can throw it out the window and say it's complete garbage, or you can take it. It's up to you. But this is what I think God wants you to know. He says, you've got broad shoulders. You've got the ability to carry so much. But right now you feel crushed by what you're carrying. You feel under strain. I want you to know, I think, I think God wants you to know you're not supposed to carry that on your own. I don't know what it is, but it's weighing you down, and God wants to lighten the burden and carry it with you. I said, the second thing is I think God wants you to know that you feel like you're at, you're, you feel like you're at a crossroads and you don't know whether to go or, or, or to stop. You've got some decisions to make. So the third thing is this, that God wants you to know that he sees you every second of the day. He knows when you rise, he knows when you go to sleep, and he cares for you deeply. So can I pray for you? He went, yeah. So I'm going to put my hand on your shoulder. all right, put my hand on your shoulder. Pray, Lord, please take away this fee. I've got to pay for the taxi. No, I'm joking. I said to him. <laughs> I said to him. So I prayed for him. I said, is that all right? He went, you know what? He said, somebody else said exactly that same thing to me last week. I said, do you think God's trying to speak to you? I just sowed a seed. But if you're like that man today and you feel like whatever you're carrying is, is, is crushing, it's not supposed to be like that. God doesn't give you more than you can handle. Second testimony. And then I'm gonna, I promise I'm going to finish. Um. A friend reads. This is, this is, these, are the small, these are the small things that are really significant, guys, that lead to great significance. So, I had an old school friend just call me out the blue. You can see what I'm all about. I gave my life to Jesus when I was 28. I'm 40, I was 40 last month. I know I don't look it. And um, he just got out of touch with me out the blue and said, Phil, you know, I've seen that you, you seem to be some sort of man of faith. I'm like, God, please help me with this. Um... Do you want, can, can we just meet up? To be honest with you, he's one of those guys that I was a bit of an irritant in my, in my life before. And I, I didn't have much time for him. Jesus, forgive me. And we met up. I said, he said, let's go for a pint. You're going to throw me out of church now because I said pint. Went into an actual pub. It was proper rough as well. 
Um, I got a soft drink, just to be clear. And as he turned up and said, what are you drinking orange juice? I'm like, just what I want. I think he thought we were going to have. Anyway, he shared his heart. He said, you know, I've been on, I just feel this and I feel that in my life and this and that. Me and my wife haven't been able to have kids and her, now her mum's got cancer stage two. It's not looking good. I thought, okay, this is the conversation we were going to have tonight. And I said, you know, I said I'm going to pray for you. I said, can I go to the hospital and pray for her? He went, no, 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 that's just weird. So I said, okay, I'll pray at a distance. I need you to stand in faith with me. I want you to carry this with me. Last week, he sent me a Facebook message out of the blue. Can I, in fact, let me just read it. Ali's mum went to the hospital to get her wound checked and the doctor was there and wanted to see had the cancer spread into her lymph nodes. But she's all clear. She's got to have some treatment, but it's gone. I put amazing. I'll take that as prayer answered. His response was, must have done. We're working on it. Isn't God so good? Now, whatever situation, whatever whatever situation these kids face in Ethiopia, whatever situation you're facing, you are significant. God's got significant things for you and for these kids on his lives. And I want you to know today that you as a church have a significant mission. Whatever's happened over coronavirus, wherever you've come from, wherever you've gone through, whatever you are today, God's about to change that momentum. I want to prophesy that over you, that God's going to take you to speed you up. But the thing is, it takes you to believe in that significance he's placed in on you. Can I ask us to stand? Just give me a show of your hands again if you sponsor a child. Why don't you just start to visualize the face right now? Why don't you start to imagine what it, whatever it is they wrote to you before? Lord God, that you see the faces of every single child that is sponsored by this church. Lord, you see the faces of each child that will be sponsored by this church in the future. Lord, that there is there is something happening right now in the region of Ethiopia, in Tigray, Lord, that, that is beyond our understanding. But Lord, you tell us to lean not upon our understanding, but in all our ways, trust in you and you will make our pastor. God, we ask right now for every single child. Why don't you say the name of this child now? Why don't you say the name of your child? Lift it up to Jesus. Lift him, lift her up to Jesus. God, we lift these precious kids up to you right now. Lord, we don't even know the amount of danger they're in, God, in the circumstances that they live. But Father, I pray right now that you would put a hedge of protection around each child. God, that you would protect them. God, that they are known, loved and cared for. Lord, you know the very hairs on their head are numbered. You know when they rise and go to sleep, you know every single you know every single detail God we love them you love them so much and Father we ask right now that God you would provide for them in this season Lord that you would be um, Jesus that you would be with them so so abundantly present with them 
Father, we pray for all the church leaders and compassion staff who are in the country, of, uh, in the region of Tigray in Ethiopia right now. God, that you would have your way. Lord, that justice would be done in this place. God, where we cannot do, where our will is not able, that you will make a way, you will make the path straight, you will open up the place of, uh, uh, and, and, the, and the influence of people that need to be involved. God, we pray for the government of Ethiopia right now. Lord, that you would bring around wise people. Lord, that they would... They would have places of influence that would bring a stop to this injustice, God, to, to, the, to, the, to the violence and corruption, Lord God. And for all the insurgents, Lord, we pray that, Jesus, you show up in the middle of the night in their dreams, God, that you reveal that you are the Christ, you are the Savior, you are the King of kings and Lord of lords. Lord, we pray for this miracle to come about in the nation of Ethiopia, in your mighty name, Father God. Lord, for every family that is in danger right now, for every family that is, 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 um, is represented inside this room, God, we pray, Lord, that you would be sovereign over all. Come on, let's, let's just lift it up to God. Come on, let's pray. Jesus. God, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for all these kids. God, we lift them up. Every single name. Jesus. Jesus. Lord. Yes, God, for every local church, for every grandmother, for every mother, for every father that feels like this is just uphill that feels the weight of what they carry. God, I pray that you would come along and lighten the burden. Lord, we, we pray for Cy Water, who's the um, head of Compassion Ethiopia, and all the decisions he has to make going forward. Father, that you would open up his eyes to what it is you want him to do. God, give him wisdom, I pray. Give him a heart of compassion, I pray. Give him all the things that he needs, I pray. In Jesus' name. Guys, be seated. Don't stop. Continue to pray. These sponsored children, they need your prayers. Carry on writing to them. I can't promise that the letters will get through in, in, in a quick time, but they will get there in due course. Right now, if you sponsor, I need you to know today that compassion... Ethiopia have lost contact with the churches in that region because of the insurgency, because of the violence. We, we are out of touch with them. That's why we need to pray. This is heavy on my heart. It's heavy on your hearts. I'm sure it's heavier on God's heart. So what that means practically right now is if you're sponsoring a child, the money that you're contributing isn't reaching them today. So it's being held in a pot at Compassion International until such a time that we can get the funds and money to them. Does that make sense? I want to be really transparent with your church and say just that. If you've got any questions for me afterwards, please come and ask me. I've got nothing that I want to hide. I want to give you all the things, all the facts that I have. But know this, that what we can't see, God sees. His ways are higher. His thoughts are higher. This is a ministry in Jesus' name. I don't know what God's plans are to make this come around, but I know he will make a way.
Oh, can we just show some love?